let's go right into prayer. Gracious God, you are so good. You are so worthy. You are so amazing. And we cannot thank you enough. We are so humbled by your presence, Holy Spirit. We feel you. We know you. Thank you, Lord, for being our God. Thank you for being present today. Thank you, Lord, that we get to do this all the time, Lord. We get to be in your presence all the time. We are so grateful. Thank you, Lord, for redeeming us. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for loving us. Holy Spirit, keep speaking through us today because we all know we need a breakthrough, Lord. We need a breakthrough. We want to change some areas of our lives. We want to improve some areas of our lives, Lord. And it's because of you, Lord, that we'll be able to do that. So we surrender all. We surrender all to Jesus. We surrender all of ourselves to you today. And we give you the praise. In the mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Thank you, praise team. Thank you. Wow, praise God. We always know why we got music around here, amen. There's something about the music. So saints, you all have a sermon outline. I feel like the Lord done spoke to all of us. <laughs> Nothing else almost needs to be said. But I'm going to try to preach this message today and you have an outline to follow along with me if it's helpful to you. But we had a large group of scripture today, and I was deliberate. And if you turn a few pages into your bulletin, you will see two big passages of scripture. And one of them has the word before it, and the other has the word after. If anyone was paying attention while Ruby was reading today, did it seem to you like she read the same passage of scripture it seemed like she told the same story. She was speaking about the story of the disciples going fishing. Say going fishing. And we're going to talk about the before and the after today. And we're in the, the chosen series. We're in part four. And our title is, if you all look in your program, what is our title? The rock on which it was built. The rock. So have you all I want to talk about two experiences that you may have had in your lifetime. Two different experiences, but I think all of us have experienced these at some point. Have you ever had a time in your life when you felt like you were repeating something that you've already done before? Anytime you've ever had a repeat, a do-over, and you're wondering, why am I going through this again? Who has, can you share with us something sim simple that you went through twice or three times? Anybody had an experience like that? You, you was in a, seemed like relationships are like that. You dated this one guy or this one girl, you broke up with them, and here you go again. Repeat. Like, I didn't learn this the first time. <laughs> this time you know you're going to get your paycheck and you're going to spend it right. Then you get that paycheck, repeat. You don't mess it all up again. <laughs> we have a lot of times like that. You, you know you're going to try to study this time. You're going to be in them books. Take that test. This time you're going to study. Repeat. You ain't study again. We've all had those moments where it's like, why am I in this situation again? So that's one experience. The second experience is, have you ever had an exhilarating, say exhilarating, I like that word, don't y'all? 
an exhilarating moment when you are like on cloud nine, you are just feeling it. And then you drop back down and have to go back to your regular everyday life. Anybody ever had a moment like that? When, what was your moment? Anybody ever had one of them real high moments? And I'm not talking about because you were smoking something. That's a different kind of high. <laughs> that's a different, that's a different, you got one, Walter. Oh, oh, Walter, that's painful. Walter said, for those online that may not have heard him, he said that the day he got married to his wife, his beautiful bride, Katie, was the best, most exhilarating day. And then the very next day, he had to go to work. They didn't get no honeymoon, y'all. Walter, you good. I would have been crying the blues. Where is Katie at? Was she crying? <laughs> Anybody else have an exhilarating moment? Go ahead, Brenda. Very, oh, that's so true. Those of us that had those baptism experience, you go down in the water. We're going to have some baptism stay. You come up, you on fire for the Lord. You on fire. But then you got to deal with such and such. <laughs> and that fire get drenched. <laughs> Helena. Oh, you said 40? Helena said, Helena said she, she got her first teaching job, teaching first graders. All of us that had those first jobs, remember we were so excited, couldn't sleep that night, so ready to go to work. And Helena said she arrived in school and she had 44 first graders. That's what, six-year-olds, Helena? Yeah, I'd have been out of there. <laughs> The dream was gone. <laughs> what you got, Rufus? Yes. <laughs> oh, who have had that moment? <laughs> Be so excited. The baby is here. They smell all good. They got that new baby smell. You just think I'm going to be the best parent to you. I love you. You've never felt love like that in your life. And then you take them home. <laughs> and the moment is really gone. <laughs> so marriage, children, jobs. Some of our college students are here going off to college for the very first time. <laughs> Trinity's like, no, don't. <laughs> But many of us, when we went away for the first time, how excited were you? Just, I mean, maybe it was even going to the military. I know that can be a change for you. You sign up for the military, look all good in that suit, you ready, you get there, and then they start yelling at you. And you're like, oh, what'd you say? They start yelling and screaming, and you're like, I'm going home. I did not sign up for this. Marvin. Oh, 
So Marvin got all the way through basic training. He's at this exhilarating moment thinking he is about to be in the tech school and things are going to get better. And they didn't. (laughs) So we've all had these times where we both had the do-over, the repeat, and we've had an exhilarating moment that led us back to our regular everyday life, right? So we've all had those types of experiences. And and our chosen series, and I was watching the movie this day, and I was watching the disciples, and they were fishing. That was their job. They were fishermen. How many people here go fishing? Quite a few. Oh, wow, quite a few. All right. What is the job of a fisherman? To catch the fish, right? That is the job of a fisherman. How many of y'all, give me some details, because I, I don't go fishing that often. How do you fish? What do you do? You need a hook or something, right? You need a worm, a pole, a net, bait. So how long does it take to catch the fish? All day. Would you say it's hard work or easy work? It could be hard, right? Now, what if we didn't have Giant Eagle and Save a Lot and we didn't have all these fancy grocery stores and the only way we got food was to go fishing? How many of <laughs> Renee says she'd be in trouble, y'all? <laughs> Me too, Renee. <laughs> But you would be out there all day fishing because this is what their society was like. They were all day fishing. And Simon was out there fishing with his brothers. And they had went fishing. It's interesting about this story is what fascinated me. And this is why I want us all to watch this sermon, The Chosen Series, because it brings out aspects of the Bible that we may not necessarily think about. And when I'm sitting there watching these men fishing, it's at night. And I'm thinking, why are they fishing at night? Did the Bible say they fished at night? So y'all know what I did. I got my Bible out. And lo and behold, it says it was nighttime. I was like, wow, I never paid attention that this story happened. And they were fishing in the evening. So here they are. They are fishing all night long. And they didn't catch one fish. It says they they were fishing so long that it turned into the next day. Say the next day. It turned into the next day. Now, they don't have any fish. That means they don't have any food. And they have been working hard through the night with little results. Anyone ever had a day like that? You worked so hard and nothing to show for it? All right. So the next day, they get up. I mean, they're, they're getting their boat. They're coming back to sea. And Jesus had been over there teaching off to the side. He had been teaching a group of people. So Jesus walks ashore, and he says to them, why don't you throw your net on the other side? Simon, he got a little frustrated. Anybody ever got frustrated when somebody trying to give you a good idea? Trying to give you some information? You've been working hard on something and somebody come along and say, why don't you do it this way? Why don't you do it that way? 
My husband is good at that. He'll be fixing the car. And he'll be out there trying to get that screw off. And it just won't come off. I mean, he will be banging that screw. He'll be using the oil to get it loose. He'll try five different tools. And that screw will not come off. And then I'll come along. (laughs) He all sweating, back hurting. He been out there for two hours. And I said, well... Why don't you try it this way? And he go, <laughs> I already tried it that way. <laughs> it didn't work. And who are you? You don't know nothing about cars. Why are you out here talking to me? So Simon got exasperated. And he says to Jesus, well, I only been out here all night. You know, we've only been out here all night. But, you know, since you asked me, we'll go ahead and throw the net on the other side of the boat. How many of y'all know Simon wasn't feeling this right? (laughs) He was pretty exasperated, and he tells the Lord, we have toiled all night and took nothing. But since you said it, we're going to do it. And I'm sure Simon is thinking, you've been sitting over there talking. You wasn't fishing. You've been sitting over there talking. Now you're going to come up here and tell me how to do my job. Who got a coworker like that? Always trying to tell you how to do your job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Marvin, you do want to go home now. <laughs> we know you've been married like, what, 50 years or something? <laughs> you can still get beat up, though. <laughs> But yes, we got children like that. Our kids grow up and start trying to tell us what to do and how to do it. We got parents like that. Parents who always in the mix. I'm looking at my daughter now, Trinity. She's in college. She's like, can you stop telling me what to do all the time? Let me make my own mistakes. Don't y'all love our college age kids? Let me make my own mistakes. (laughs) Then I think, but I got to pay for that mistake. and a co-worker, even your neighbors will come over and tell you how to do something, right? And we get exasperated. Sometimes God will tell us to do something and we get frustrated and upset and we don't do what he wants us to do immediately, do we? Anyone have that moment of disobedience? I'm not doing that. And then you wish you could repeat that like, man, I, I messed that all up. But we all have those moments, and Simon has his moment, and he says, you know, I've only been out here all night, but at your word, I will let down my nets. So Simon obeyed. Say he obeyed. He obeyed, even when it didn't make sense. And what happened as a result of his obedience when he put the net on the other side? He caught all those fish, didn't he? Now, some of y'all see the number, but I want y'all to pay attention in that chunk of before scripture. That first scripture, it didn't have the number of fish that they caught. You see, this first story is before the death of Christ. This is when 
Simon is first meeting Jesus. You see, we have to learn to obey Jesus because we all struggle. We all struggle. Jesus tells us, go. And we're like, I'm not going over there. He says, do this. No, I'm not doing that. You better ask somebody else. But getting to the point when we listen the first time, anybody ever heard that before? <laughs> Why don't you listen the first time? <laughs> Could have been a lot easier with no grumbling, no mumbling, no, no attitude. So the first story, they caught a large number of fish. It says they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So the disciples at that moment began to experience Jesus. And when Simon obeyed that simple scripture, guess what, saints? He went from being Simon to Simon Peter. See that transition? Simon to Simon Peter. Pick up that, that when God starts working with us, we begin to change slowly don't we? We don't all of a sudden get to be these great, wonderful Christians. That's why the world struggles with us so much, because they don't recognize. On that first day when I gave my life to Christ, I was still a heathen, and it took some time (laughs) to get better. And so here it is. Simon goes from being called Simon to the dual name of Simon Peter. Tell your neighbor, hold on to that. Because as we watch this chosen series, we see they begin to experience all these wonderful miracles. I mean, they see the blind healed, right? What other miracles do they experience? They see the blind man see. What else do they see? The leprosy is cured. What else? The lame man walks. Anything else? The dead raised, right? They see a lot of miracles. They have all these exhilarating moments. All of these beautiful moments. And they work with Jesus for three years. Say three years. And they do all of this stuff with Jesus. I mean, they are with him every single day. And then Jesus dies on the cross. After that big moment, after everything that they had experienced, this exhilarating time, What did they do after Jesus died? Anybody? They went to the upper room and then back fishing, Walter. They went back to their regular lives. They were given these wonderful positions to walk with Jesus. And after everything that they had experienced, they went back to fishing. How many of you all think that sounds pretty sad? It sounds kind of sad, doesn't it? See, our second chunk of scripture that's in the, in the bulletin today is after the resurrection, after Jesus had died. And Jesus is giving them an opportunity to have a do-over. Say a do-over. Anybody need a do-over sometimes? I'm going to give you all one healthy coping skill for your family today. Because sometimes somebody comes in a room and they say something out of pocket. Anybody ever had a person like that? They just seem, they woke up on both wrong sides of the bed. Like even when they go to bed, they get back up, they still getting it wrong. 
They just got an attitude, don't they? Oh, your worker come, your coworker come in and say, la, 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 la. and then what do we do? We go la, 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 right back. So here is the coping skill. Offer your person a do-over and say to them the simple words, I think you need a do-over. It's so funny because I say it all the time in my house. My husband says it to me. My kids, we say it to each other because somebody going to say something out of pocket. And you say, um, excuse me, do you need a do-over? Because I'm going to give you a do-over. You just came in talking about why the dishes ain't done. Look how messy this house is. And then my husband says, Kelly, you need a do-over? Just go, go back. Go back out there in the living room, take a deep breath, and come back in. I'm telling y'all, try it when y'all get home today. Because somebody going to get on your nerves today, and they're going to need a do-over. So here it is. Simon has gone back to fishing. He's gone back to being Simon. He was just Simon Peter, but now he's gone back to being Simon. So now he's out on the boat again, at night, again, fishing. And guess what happens? He doesn't get any fish. There's nothing happens. So they come back. Now it's morning. This time they see somebody standing on the shore again. They see him way over. And they look. And this man approaches. And he says, cast your net on the other side. He got a do-over. He got a do-over, you all. Jesus told him, cast your net on the other side. So do y'all think he started with, you know we've been out here all night. No, he didn't say those words. Jesus says, cast your net on the other side. And what did Simon do? Simon get that net, he throw it on the other side. He don't even question it. He grabbed that net and threw it on the other side. As soon as the net went on the other side, that's when they got 153 fish. And the net was so full again, but it did not break. And this time, Simon, recognizing Jesus, he jumps out of that boat and he runs so fast to Jesus and he gets on his knees and he says, my Lord, do you all want to get to that place with Jesus today? When he tells us something the first time, we don't even question it. We just obey it. You see, Simon went from being Simon to Simon Peter. Then he went to being Peter. Look at the words, y'all. Look at the scripture. I'm so fascinated how God shows us this. Simon in his transition, think about your transitions in life. He went from being Simon to Simon Peter to Peter. And then guess what it was? Because God wasn't finished with them yet. Tell your neighbor, God isn't finished with you yet. The last step was the rock. He went from being Simon to what? Simon Peter to what? Peter to the rock. Talk about transformation. Simon never ex expected that 
God would deliver him through all those different stages and transitions in his life. But that's exactly what happened. Jesus transforms us. Tell your neighbor, you are being transformed. And it's never easy, is it? Transformation isn't an easy process. After Simon went from being Simon to Simon Peter to Peter to the rock, do you think he ever went back to being a fisherman? When we encounter Christ, we can't go back to what we used to be. We cannot go back to who we were. Jesus is trying to move us. Say you're being moved. Jesus is trying to move us from who we were to who we are supposed to be. And that's fascinating. And that's hard work, my friends. Because Peter, going through all of those transitions, think about all the different times he had fallen. He was the one that denied Christ. He was the one that said, I'm going to do all these things for you. But when times got tough, he failed. But guess what the Lord did? He gave him a do-over. He gave him a do-over. Who feels like you need a do-over today? We all need a do-over every single day of our lives. When we get up in the morning, God is saying, here's another chance today. You get a do-over. Don't mess up like you did yesterday. Don't repeat the same mistakes you did yesterday. And if we simply obey, which time? The first time. We will never go wrong with Jesus, saints. I want you all to come again next week. We're going to be talking about the wedding gift. The gift that Jesus is to all of us. But today, be the rock. Say, I'm the rock. I am the rock. Because we are all a part of being this rock that Jesus built this church on. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you. Thank you for who you are and what you have done in all of our lives. We never knew, Lord, how difficult our journey would be when we first encountered you. We can all think back, Lord, to the time when we were just on fire for you and some kind of way along the way we may have lost our flame. So we pray, Holy Spirit, reignite us today. Restore us, renew us, Lord, rebuild us. Give us the second chances that only you can. And we thank you and we honor you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all your people said, amen and amen.